Five minutes of Monitor News brought to you by Rambler, America's number one success car. Now third in sales in state after state from Maine to California. Here with the news is Morgan Beatty. Evangelist Billy Graham says in London that he has been granted a visit, a visa that is, to visit Moscow, but he is still waiting for permission to conduct a religious crusade there. Nine passengers and the crew escaped without serious injury from an Eastern Airlines plane tonight after it skidded in to bumpy landing with its landing gear disabled at Syracuse, New York. Defense Secretary McElroy has minimized the bitter dispute between the Army and the Air Force over the relative merits of each of the service's anti-aircraft missiles. McElroy says he will make a decision in the next few days. And in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania tonight, it's open house at the residence of Mr. and Mrs. Dwight D. Eisenhower. The President and the First Lady are entertaining 200 members of the White House staff, maids, cooks, butlers, Secret Service agents, and a handful of the President's executive staff. The White House workers were invited for a buffet supper on the lawn at the Eisenhower Farm Home. Friendly and informal. I'll have more news in a moment. You are listening to 1959's Forgotten Man. Who? The person who wants a middle-priced car. You should learn about the ambassador. Medium-priced cars raise their prices right out of my class. Low-priced cars don't have the luxury I want. What about me, the man in the middle? Ambassador V8 by Rambler is for you. It's the medium-priced car that did not raise prices. Oh? Uh-huh. Finest car ever priced so close to the lowest. Ambassador is a luxury car, offering front seats that glide back and forward separately for individual comfort. Lastingly silent single-unit construction, airliner reclining seats, deep dip rust proofing. As for hat room, leg room, and shoulder room, Ambassador is downright spacious. Gracious. Yet the 270-horsepower Ambassador V8 is such a compact car, it handles parks and garages easier than most low-priced cars. Now may I look up my Ambassador dealer? No, your Rambler dealer. Ambassador is an American Motors car, their finest. Thirty-two American paratroopers floated down through the clear skies today to land on the French peninsula of Normandy, just as the same thirty-two had done fifteen years ago, June the 6th, 1944, D-Day. This was the beginning of the invasion of Europe, the beginning of the end of World War II. In Germany, oddly enough, there was another ceremony of a different kind. West Germany's first fighter squadron was activated today... It consists of 42 Canadian-built jet fighters and commanding Bonn's fledgling Air Force is a seasoned veteran of the World War II Air War, Major Eric Hartmann, a German aviator who shot down the fantastic number of 352 Russian planes during World War II, undoubtedly the world's greatest air ace living. In New York's rambling Central Park this afternoon, a bolt of lightning split the overcast skies and turned the Saturday afternoon picnic of a six-member family into tragedy. Two of the children were killed, two others and two adults injured. The family had made the fatal mistake of taking refuge under a tree. The Soviet newspaper Literary Gazette today attacked one of the communism's most vocal enemies in this country, Representative Francis Walter, chairman of the Un-American Activities Committee. The attack was in connection with Walter's criticism of 34 American paintings soon to be exhibited in Moscow. Walter criticized both the paintings and the political views of the painters. 
The Russian paper asked Walter what he's afraid of. That the paintings will infect Soviet citizens with communist ideology? Well, Francis Walter is a man who can talk back. Reply Monday. Morgan Beatty, Radio Central. Monitor News is also brought to you by General Mills, where better breakfasts begin with Cheerios, the delicious, nutritious oat cereal that's ready to eat. Oh, 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 what a breakfast. That's Cheerios shaped like O's to get them toasted crisp as can be. Crisp all round and crisp all through to make Cheerios some of the finest breakfast eaten there is. And Cheerios give you the most food value of America's five favorite ready-to-eat cereals, too. So why not treat yourself to Cheerios? They're oh so good. If you know your roast and want to feel your roast, you go for Cheerios. And now a monitor sports special. It was London Bridges falling down when Brian London fought Floyd Patterson recently. American boxing experts felt London was an inadequate challenger. How did his British agent feel? Well, for the story, we switched to Cliff Evans in London. Harry Levine, you were instrumental in Brian London coming over to the United States to fight Floyd Patterson for the World Heavyweight Boxing Championship. London was knocked out. Does this embarrass you? No, I think London put up a terrific show. He went 12 rounds, and in my view, uh, he really displayed a ton of guts, although I think he might have gone in to have a fight uh, a bit more than what he did. Uh, do you think that Brian London, or did you think ahead of time that London could beat Patterson? Well, I didn't. I, I, I never thought that he could beat Patterson, but I thought that being a big, strong, powerful fellow that he is, I thought he'd give Patterson a very great fight. Harry Levine, you've seen so many fighters here in England. Now, England has not produced a really top fighter in many years. I mean a fighter in the same class as Ted Kidd-Lewis or Jackie Kidberg or even a little warrior from Wales, Jimmy Wilde. Now, what's wrong with the present crop? Well, I think uh, the... Uh that condition applies all over the world, even even in your great country. There are not too many great fighters in America. I happen to manage one of the fighters you mentioned, uh, Jackie Kidd-Berg. Well, would you compare today's fighters with Jackie Kidd-Berg? When no. he came to the United States, he was a windmill. He really was a great fighter. But then I had another great fighter that went to the States and knocked out the then middleweight champion of the world. Uh, I'm alluding to Jock McAvoy, who knocked out Bay Briscoe, who was then the middleweight champ of the world, and yes. McAvoy knocked him out one round in Madison Square Garden. Well, my question to you again, Harry Levine, is where are the Jackie Kidbergs and where are the Jock McAvoys? Well, I'm afraid they don't exist. Well, you were in Indianapolis and you saw Brian London fight Floyd Patterson. Now, how would you appraise Floyd Patterson? I think Floyd Patterson is one of the greatest heavyweight champions of all time. It's been said that he's the best of a bad lot. Do you really consider him with other greats, with Jack Tat Dempsey, with Gene Tunney and others like that? I definitely do. Uh, don't forget that Floyd Patterson won the heavyweight championship of the world when he was a boy of 21. He's around about 23 or 24 years of age today, and as we all know, heavyweights mature slowly. I think Patterson can hold his title for many years. Do you think he can be beaten in the foreseeable future? I don't think so. Those are the views of a man who, by all British standards, should know. A leading boxing promoter here in London, the name Harry Levine. And this is Cliff Evans from England reporting back now to Monitor at Radio Central.
And thank you both, gentlemen. And now, sports in brief on the turf. Monitor carried the $50,000 added Argonaut handicap from Hollywood Park. A race won in a rousing finish by Hillsdale. Second place went to Fleet Nasrula. And How Now finished third. Tommy Barrow rode the winner. Monitor also carried the Peter Pan handicap at Belmont Park, a race which turned up a surprise in that the odds-on choice Preakness winner Royal Orbit could do no better than third in a field of four. The winning horse was Black Hills, ridden by the old maestro himself, Eddie Arcaro. Baghdad finished second. And tonight, of course, the monitor pace from Yonkers Raceway, also an upset with Kenny J leading wire to wire. Hundred Proof was second. Duane Hanover took show money. In other races, it was Pantene, Ambergris, and Tenacious in the Brandywine Turf Handicap at Delaware. On and on, Little Titus, Coltrane, in that order, in the Sheridan Stakes at Balmoral. Leon Kay, George Barton, and Country Bull in the Miles Standish Stakes at Suffolk. In golf, Doe Finsterwald, Dow Finsterwald, excuse me, last year's PGA champion, defeated National Open champ Tommy Bolt by one stroke in an 18-hole medal play match for National Golf Day honors. Finsterwald shot a 67 on the Happy Hollow Country Club course at Omaha, Nebraska, and that's the target now for all duffers around the nation taking part in National Golf Day. Handicaps may be added in, of course. In today's afternoon baseball, these scores, National League, Los Angeles 3, Milwaukee 2, San Francisco 13, Cincinnati 3, Chicago 8, Pittsburgh 2, Philadelphia 4, St. Louis 3 in 10 innings. And in the American in the, League. The American League, Boston 4, Chicago 2, New York 2, Cleveland 1, Detroit 4, Washington 1. And don't forget, for the best and most comprehensive sports news, stay tuned to Monitor. You're on the Monitor Beacon. Take one. Morgan Beatty with Monitor, Jonah Jones and his quartet in, well, some nine minutes away. The Modern Airs are four minutes away and getting closer and closer. Well, getting real close. If you listen real close, you can almost hear them now. Your eyes 
Perfidia, translated, means infidela. Well, that's translated into Italian, of course. The modern airs sang it, and in one minute, the modern airs will talk it on the monitor beacon. Take two. Thank you, gentlemen, for only taking one. But just in case you don't know it, we're in the age of the hit record. Young kids and singing groups from out of nowhere are vaulted into the spotlight of success on the basis of one record. Now, many of them, after the record has spent itself, return from whence they came back into obscurity. Yes, singing groups may come and go, but the real performers, the ones who really have the sound, seem to last forever. And one such group is the modern airs. And for the latest on them, we switch out to Reno, Nevada. This is Jerry Royce speaking to you from Harris Club on the south shore of Lake Tahoe, where tonight we certainly enjoyed ourselves very much, watching a group that has been a favorite of ours for a long time. Speaking, of course, of the modern airs. And let's say hello to Paula Kelly. Hi, well, Paula. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Well, very fine, thank you. And right next to you here is your husband, Hal Dickinson. How are you, Jerry? Glad to see you. Nice to see you, too. And Alan Copeland. Good evening, Jerry. You know, tonight, uh, in seeing the modern airs, we haven't seen the group in quite a while. Remember them nationally from the Miller days? But you really look tremendous. 
on stage. We liked uh, the outfits the fellows are wearing and everything. How about uh, that uh, beautiful gown, too? Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Jerry. That's right. You must have been one of those teenagers in the audience here I was referring to. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you like the boys' gold coats and my gold gown. It's very, mm-hmm. very nice of you and very observing. Kind of what you'd call uh, the new look, you know, right, Hal? That's right. We're going to have some very, very sharp outfits. I find that the first impression upon running out on the stage is very important to an act, especially a vocal group nowadays, because when you don't have those hit, rock and roll hits, boy, you really got to have a good show, Jerry. Right. Alan Copeland. Alan, uh, you were recently on the hit parade. How long ago was that? That was the season before this uh, last season, Jerry. I was on for uh, 39 weeks, and uh, it was quite an interesting experience, mm-hmm. singing all those many different types of songs. I want to get my baby and feel refined, where we rock, rock, rock all of the time. Number yeah, two. Well, well, here's a switch coming up now. <laughs> when did you join the Modern Eras? I've been back uh, for about three weeks. As you probably know, I was with a group uh, formerly for some eight years, and then I left a couple of years on my own. I got kind of lonesome, so I wasn't having any laughs, so I came back home. Yeah, you're very clever with the impressions, too. We enjoy that very much. Well, thanks very much, Jerry. See you around, see you around. How about Clark? All right, sweetheart. I'm crazy about you. I want you to come in and see the show at Harris Club. I'll buy you a drink, Scarlett. <laughs> Paula, uh, we have a couple of more members in the group. One of them is uh, Vernon Polk. Vernon Polk, yes. Uh, Vernon Polk used to be one of the town criers with his two sisters, Alva, Lucy Ann, and his brother Gordon. They're pretty well known uh, singing with the Tommy Dorothy Orchestra. I remember them very well. Uh We're very proud of Gordon. He's a very good guitarist. He formerly played with uh, Les Brown. And, of course, we have Chuck Kelly, who plays just great trombone and great bass fiddle and also sings tremendous tenor, we think. You know, I was hoping that I would hear uh, hear him play a little trombone. Did any of the fellows play any... Uh, instruments on the group, maybe in some other shows that you have or something else? Our new approach to this singing, we're going to go for the more uh, progressive and modern arrangement. Alan's going to handle all that. And, of course, we haven't had time to work uh, either Vern or Chuck into the arrangements, but I promise you they will be worked in, and we have some very, very good ideas for the future. Well, good. Well, Modern Airs and Alan Copeland and Paula Kelly and Hal Dickinson... Thank you very much for being at our monitor microphone tonight. We really appreciate it. I hope we see you again real soon. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Jerry. I enjoyed it. Good night, Jerry. Thanks very much. We consider it a great privilege to be here, Jerry. Thank you. And this is Jerry Royce speaking to you from Harris Club on the south shore of Lake Tahoe, returning you to Monitor at Radio Central. Back in Radio Central, and in about 20 minutes, we'll return to Lake Tahoe to hear from comic Jack Carter. Now synchronize your watches. In one minute, it's Jonah Jones time on the Monitor Beacon. Take one. Monitor serves as an electronic medium between the Jonah Jones Quartet and you. 
Jonah plays a fine trumpet. We're not sure of the make, so we don't want to comment or commit ourselves. But anyway, for the next nine minutes, from the embers in New York, here is Jonah Jones and his followers. Jonah, it's so good to have you back on monitors' microphones here at the Embers. Oh, it's a great pleasure to be back home again, you know. Well, it's yeah. a great pleasure for an awful lot of people to be here tonight. I almost didn't make the show trying to get through the door. Well, I know. I saw you the other day there, you know. Oh, uh, Still trying to get into the Embers. Wall, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Well, Jonah, welcome. <laughs> no, almost crazy. Jonah, it's so nice to have you back again, as I said, on the live monitor microphones. I know that was uh, on the street where you live, but I have the faintest notion what's happening next. Well, I think we should slow the tempo down and play a little number from the Swinging on Broadway album. The what uh, album is that again? Swinging on Broadway album. What label is that again? Capital. The Capital, yes. Yeah. Little number entitled uh, Just in Time. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. 
That was just in time. My pipes were about to to have a blowout there, Jonah. Yeah, well, that's uh, one of our favorite tunes. Uh, we get a kick out of playing that. That's album. a big seller, too, on that album. Oh, yeah. Bread. The whole album, of yeah, course. The whole album. Nice bread coming in. Yeah. And some nice people with you, too, here at the Embers. Oh, yeah. We always have a nice crowd here. You know? And the musicians are very tasty uh, along with you. Oh, yeah. Well, we have uh, Teddy Brandon at the piano there. Teddy? Yeah. And he does uh, quite a bit of the arranging, and we also have a uh, fellow that uh, keeps the beat going. That's John Brown at the bass. That's young John Brown. And a fellow, another fellow that keeps the beat swinging is George Foster at the drums. And here's the thing that keeps swinging, too. That uh... and another little number from the Swinging on Broadway album uh, entitled The Party's Over. That's the one. On the east side of New York, on 54th Street between the avenues of Lexington and 3rd, the music of Jonah Jones and his very remarkable group. Thank you so much for being with us. Fred Collins here, returning you to Monitor at Radio Central. music of the Jonah Jones Quartet brought to you through the courtesy of Freddie Peppermill Collins and the American Federation of Musicians. Coming up in the next half hour, comic Jack Carter and the live music of Ray Baduke and his riverboat dandies. 
Not from the levee, but from the round table in New York. This is Monitor, the NBC weekend radio service. Thank you.